All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to tell you a story. Ooh, lay it on me. It was one of my first months on a new job. Uh-huh. And I had walked in to my boss's office and he was on the phone. And I wanted some advice about something. Mm-hmm. And caveat, this is not my current boss oh, or was... previous boss, so so don't. This is not Brad Lane. I'm not talking about Brad. It doesn't have to do with this doesn't have to do with me at all. It, it's not you. Uh, not Paul either, walked into my boss's office. He was on the phone. He looked at me, waved me in. Mm-hmm. So I, I sat down yep. in his office, and he continued his phone conversation. But clearly the person on the other end of the phone like heard commotion yes. and must have said, like, oh, do you have you to go? go. Yep. Because my boss responded, no, 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 I don't have to go. I'm just bitch-slapping Jordana around my office. Oh, my gosh. And I was so stunned. I, I was a grown-up at yeah. this time, you know. Now, did he wink when he so... said that? Is it a he? First no. of all, this is a he? It was a he. It was a no he. wink to say, hey, I'm just kidding? I was so stunned at this. I had come to somebody for advice. He waved me in. He didn't say come back later. Waved me in. I was sitting down that I, I, I got up and I left because I was very, very new on the job, was not good at it yet, you know, still in learning mode. Um, and I was very upset about this because, first of all, it wasn't true. That's not what was happening. Um, and this person was on the phone with their superior so then they were now bad-mouthing me to their mm-hmm. boss, who I guess essentially would have been my boss. You know, yep. I'm, I'm not an owner or whatever. I've always been an employee. I'm just yep. an employee. Worker B. low man on the totem pole. Yep. I was so stunned oh. about this that I, I left, or like staggered out. Um, I, I confided in a female friend, in the, a new female friend in the office, and I never forgot that feeling of feeling so awful mm. about that. Wow. And, and the relationship with that boss, obviously, was never the same. That person uh, was my boss for many more years, but the relationship was obviously never the same. I was, again, I, I wasn't afraid of physical violence, but it was more like, it was more, it was bullying. It was more bullying. You it felt was, you were bullied. Yes. And the reason I tell you this story yep. is because Adam... I have read a study that mm-hmm. says 30% of employees have direct experience being bullied at work. And I had never – that, that headline kind of brought me back to that experience. And I'm not saying there I haven't been other times, but that was an obvious example of bullying. And I thought to myself, 
let's unite. Let's talk about this. Like, I've never told that story on the air. I've rarely told it publicly because I, I felt embarrassed. I felt ashamed. And that's often what, how bullies make you feel. They make some, somehow that it's your fault. And yeah, we know this happens in the schoolyard, but for it to be happening at work and for 30% of you to feel like that, I thought we needed to do some, do some therapy on, on the you know what? Today, Adam. I think that's low. Thir- that's, to me, really? that would be higher. Right, because, I mean, now, I think the roles of a boss have changed. I think bosses, by and large, now are more uh, worker-friendly. But there was a time when the boss was a bully. The bo- It was kind of part of the job was being a bully. Like the 50s? Yeah, even, well, <laughs> later than that. I just, <laughs> I think about, like, a lot of jobs where the boss kind of has to be kind of a bully. So to me, 30% seems awfully low to me. Like, I have many experiences of a boss, I guess, that I would consider just being a boss. But if I look at it, and yeah, that's kind of being a bully. But at the same time, the boss is kind of supposed to be a bully at certain points. You th- See, I don't think so. You don't think so? I think if you have a, a, a person I'm not who saying it's right. to grow I, you. No, yeah. I'm not saying that's okay. right. And I'm, I'm not saying that... That works, but like I'm saying, like look at Bob Knight who just died. Bob, yes, the, I've been yes. thinking about this for the last 48 hours about Bobby Knight Chair and the complex, mm-hmm. the complex person that Bobby Knight was. Because Bobby Knight, mm-hmm. by all accounts, was a total a hole, not mm-hmm. only on the court but off the court. But you know what? He also got results. And I'm saying we don't, ex- we would not accept a Bobby Knight this day and age. It's just impossible. We we've Correct. as a society we don't accept mm-hmm. that anymore. And probably for the good. We don't. I don't want to be treated like that. But at the yeah. same time, he also got results. And his players who played for him, most of them say, he made me a better person. And that he for sure was a bully. For sure. I think if they really reexamined that and they took themselves back to the fear of being hit by a chair when he <laughs> would throw it across the court yeah. or being yelled at, I think they might... I don't know. I mean, I don't know them. I don't know these players. I mean, we all grow through hard times, but I think bullying, because bullying is about shame. It's about making the other person feel small or less than. And again, maybe in sports, again, I I still don't think it has a place, Mm -hmm. but certainly not at work. I don't think at work that's the place that you need to be a bully. And I thought 30% was high. And you're saying I'm, it's low. I want to hear your story, but yeah. we also want to hear the stories of our listeners. So 651-461-9226. And I looked deeper into the study, Adam, because I was like, hmm, bullying at work. Like, is what is what is this? You can't sit with us in the lunchroom? Like, what kind of bullying are we talking about? I mean, my... That's it. I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Am, am, am I wrong that I'm equating, like, being a boss to being a bully? Is that different? I don't know. Maybe maybe I am being wrong there. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Um, I think you are. I think okay. also you came up in a different time. I think that maybe in the 80s 
It was a little. It's not that you're so old because you're not. You know, back in my day, Jordana, we used to have a couple martinis for lunch, and we could grab ladies in the office, and nobody ever, nobody had a problem with it. (laughs) Bring back those days. Some people working today still experience that. My dad would tell me stories about the pharmaceutical industry where they absolutely had bully bosses and they were grabbing the secretary's butts all the time. Yes. I mean, not my dad. Not my dad. He's a great guy. He wouldn't do that. But um, so I was looking a little bit more about the definitions of bullying. And I don't know that I agree with all of these, but I can see where they would not make for a comprehensive work environment. Like, for example... Um, this is an example of bullying according to the study. Withholding information, deliberately excluding colleagues from important decisions, meetings, or project, or limiting their access to essential information. And I was like, oh, really? Like not including them on the Slack message? But it is if they have to uh, perform. Mm-hmm. And if they don't give, aren't given the chance to perform as well as other employees, they're not yeah. going to do as well and they're going to be a bad employee. So yeah, I can see where if it if it like stops your performance at work, I would say that's a form of bullying. Yeah. Someone said oh, this other part says backhanded compliments, giving compliments that seem positive on the surface but contain a subtle undertone of criticism and undermining a person's achievements or ability. That that that's a good one. You know, something like you are so articulate. Look at you. You're such you're so exotic. Or, uh, yeah, I just really... Or no, here's like, wow, you did a great job on that report. You overcame your pure stupidity. You display uh, every day here. I'm surprised that you did something good. (laughs) So true. So true. Uh, Of course, there's gossiping and spreading rumors. That's like pretty typical, you know. But uh, even people say bullying is exclusionary body language. You know, like eye rolling at someone in a meeting or scoffing when somebody gives an idea, you know, crossing your arms, uh, you know, disrespectful behavior. And I do think that in an office setting where you have goals and you have to meet your goals and you could lose your job if you don't do well or somebody's undermining you, bullying takes on a whole nother role. Oh, yeah. I mean, think. Wait, I, do you have a story? I want. I, you to I've got a couple story. stories. I'll, I'll share after the break. But I mean, and I want to get more people chiming in here because this is one of those situations. that's like you know, living next to a bad neighbor. It's like this is your job. Yeah. It's not like right. Well, and, and you know, I've always been like, it's not easy just to. Well, I'm going to quit this job and go to a different job. It, whether it's a boss or a coworker, if you work with someone like that, what a horrible experience that you have to go in every day and know you've got to deal with that person. And I, I'd like to hear it, from it makes people. You feel sick. Right. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. In fact, Stomach I know people. Oh. I know people who mm-hmm. took leaves of absences because mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. at work. Uh, so chime in. I, I want to hear how mm-hmm. people have dealt with this. Six five one four six one nine two two six. How do you deal with the uh, office bully, or maybe you are the office bully? Yeah. <laughs> Let's Stop hear it. from you. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Back after this. All right. Here's an example of office bullying. That has nothing to do with like just like a boss. I during uh, when I was in college, over the holiday break, my parents said, "Hey, you got to go to work. You can make some money because you're spending money." So they hooked me up with a job at a local company. I'll just say they knew the owner, so I spent two weeks on this job. So I was a super temp worker, and maybe that had a lot to do with it. But this was a very blue collar job, and uh, I worked with this crew, and. We had lunch one day, and I, I first of all, I, I didn't assume that I was like one of the guys to begin with, but mm-hmm. we all went to Subway. I'll never forget this. There was a crew of three other guys, and they sat down at this booth, and there was a there's three at the table, and there's room for me, and I had my tray, and I went to sit down, and the guy goes, you're not sitting here. You go sit somewhere else. 
So I had to go sit no. by myself and eat my Subway sandwich while the rest oh. of the crew. And I just thought, well, okay, I get oh, it now. No. And uh, luckily that was two no, weeks. So it's don't like, get it. That's not nice. Yeah, but I'm too, I'm a college kid who's there for two weeks and these guys were lifers. So they probably looked at me like stupid college boy. It's, you know, a nice two weeks on the job and I got to be here out here every day. So I understand that, so that, that comes to mind too. Another case what was a long term. I say bully, not to me, but this person I worked with was a bully to everybody else. And I told you this, it's like Stockholm syndrome where you work with that person and you just kind of have to adopt to their kind of line of thinking, thinking, otherwise it would have been a, Mm -hmm. I couldn't have done it. And Mm -hmm. at one point I went to my boss and said, you know, this person is very difficult to work with, just like constant negativity is really kind of affecting Mm -hmm. me. And the answer I got from my boss was, yeah, but that person is really talented. So we need to keep them there. We need to keep you there. I cannot believe that that was the justification of a yeah. bully. And, and, and what a, that, that's not a great boss. That no. boss should have been able to help you. Right. And, and I'm sure that obviously they knew that person had a very negative yes. personality. Yeah, I was not the first oh, to uh, bring it up. Let's just put, say that. John is in oh. Buffalo, has called in on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. John, are you the office bully or have you dealt with one? Oh, I've definitely dealt with one. Yeah. And uh, it was so prevalent in the 80s. I know you were talking about the like 50s and 60s. Yeah. No way. Oh, yeah. It is very prevalent in sales. Sales? Okay. Really? Yeah. I mean, How so? uh, I worked for a company for like 33 years. So I, I knew I was successful in the job. But you go through periods where you have certain bosses that are just, that's the way, that's their style. And that was very prevalent in sales. And they would... Uh, demean you as a as a way of pumping themselves up and also thinking that that would motivate you they would say for example on a scale of one to ten you're a two or maybe a one you know and that that was i mean they would treat all the employees that way and you couldn't leave the company because you had so much invested in it you just had to like you said adapt to it Mm-hmm. And another example, uh, I had a high school coach who emulated Bobby Knight. Yeah. <laughs> you were talking about Bobby mm-hmm. Knight. And that was the same way. He just made you feel like uh, shameful and it, like you were doing something wrong. So my point is all of what you're talking about just really rang true with me. It's very prevalent, especially back in the 80s when I was a young man no, uh, no, in the workforce. Yes. John, did they like so they thought that was like a motivational tool, like by like degrading you that that would be a motivational tool? Was that what you thought, or were they just jerks? A kind of a combination, combination. of both. Yeah. I had I had good I had good bosses, yep. but then mm-hmm. there was a whole group that had this mentality of um, we got to like make these people work harder, and the way to do that is to tell them they're not working hard enough and yep. that would never fly in today's workforce, yeah. but that's the way it was never. back then. No. Yeah, never. you're right. Yeah. John, thanks for the call. Thank you. And I hope it's gotten better, John, yeah, right? You have a yeah. better gig now. Oh, well, he probably left. We hung already. up on him. But text. you know what, Adam, this is interesting. You, you asked, why did they do it? Is it motivation? I don't yeah. think it is. I think it's because they're jerks and they have power. Yeah. So they abuse it. Like even your guys that were on the work crew, they yeah. had power. And they yep. abused it. Yeah, that, and that's I, what people do. Well, and it comes from your – you either have the ability to do that or not. I mean, you can say, okay, I'm going to be a boss, and you can go and take classes like this is how you do be a boss. you got to 
you know, it's the stick or the carrot. You got to be the, use the stick. You have, and I think some people can either do that or not. Like I don't, I couldn't be a boss like that. I could not be a ne- like somebody who yeah. is constantly, mm-hmm. you know, being negative to somebody. I would have to be somebody who is po- gives positive reinforcement just because that's. Mm-hmm how I want to be treated. Uh, just mm-hmm. a quickly before we get to Jerry, a text here. After a year of putting up with daily verbal abuse from a bully boss, I told him I wasn't going to take it anymore. He stopped that day. Oh. But look at this. He still is an overall ass. <laughs> uh, well, you can't change your personality, but yeah. good for you for sticking up for yourself. Right. It's really hard. That's hard. I think we have another call. Let's yep. see. Uh, in from St. Paul, we have Jerry. Good morning, Jerry. I disagree with the caller before. You don't have to have it uh, one way or, 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 or just a one way or the highway, right? You, yeah. you don't have to have the carrot or the stick. You know, people that work hard, that we've got things done back then. Yeah. You know, this what he was talking about back in those days. It, the word bullying has gotten taken, is, is used right now. It's time and time again, I've said this, they're, they're overusing it in a society run by helicopter parents who want their boutique babies with nut allergies and the normal society behaviors they blame they whine you know you you look at society uh, in the dogs the top dog is the real deal yeah you know there's a runt of the litter why alpha, is that alpha because male you gotta get yes and you don't have to be uh you, you we've got to get people to work we've got people the motivation at the end of the day it's up to those bosses to give that money that they make Back to those people. And if they're not doing it, well, then shame on them. Yeah. But but being a bully has nothing to do with it. Well, You've got to stop promoting these words. They're, they're labels. Stop with the labels. But the point, though, Jerry, is that some bosses uh, go over the line. And, yes, I think as a society, and for uh, you clearly think it's for the worse, but I think as a society we've moved on saying we don't have to be treated like that to be motivated look in our what job. We're done. Look what you've got. You can't fix jobs. You can't look what you've got from what you've done. You've made this happen. You know, that's the thing about this. The ones that are complaining are the ones that made it happen. The helicopter parents. I mean, this is just ridiculous. It really is. Think about what you're saying and the bully aspect. You're labeling it. And you don't, and, and what, do we, what have we got? People that don't want to work, people that get paid to stay home. It's ridiculous. Well, I don't think that's the result of, I don't think people staying home as a, as a result of, like, I mean, I wouldn't want to go into work if my yes, boss is a jerk it is. either. It is. But that's society. You've got to work. You've got to deal with people. Not everybody's like grandma, okay? They're not going to give you a butterscotch every week when you see them. And, you know, the people have problems, oh, like and you've got to deal with them. Jordani, you want to add anything here? Jerry, I, um, are you a manager of others, Jerry? In my, no, I'm retired, but I, had re, I have, and, you know, mm-hmm. I advocated for my people all the time. We got bonuses. We've got days off. Matter of fact, we had one of the best divisions who performed, and we, what we did after we performed is we had fun. And some people didn't like each other, and some people didn't drink, but that was fine. We had fun, and we worked, and we all got rewarded. And, yes, there were bullies in the group, but you know what else? We got it done. Mm. It's not happening today. Jerry, an advocate for bullying, a very compelling call that uh, you've offered us, and we really appreciate your listenership, Jerry.
I think we lost him. Oh no. I think we uh, caller did you point know, we out. You can always was, count on was, Jerry. He was for, upset for about the labeling, yet he kept labeling helicopter yes. parents. Helicopter yes. parents are the reasons we can't be bullies anymore. I think that's what he said. Another caller. Okay. Amen. Amen, caller. People done. love it. <laughs> we we appreciate Jerry. We really do. I, I don't think I'd want to work for him, but um, we appreciate his comments. We'll have yeah. to revisit this later in the show because we got a lot of uh, text coming in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's hard to be a boss, but you don't have to be a bully. Um, we are hoping uh, there is a gentleman who is biking all over the country to every mm. state to try to raise awareness about thyroid cancer. Hopefully, Thomas Drayton will join us next. All star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.